Welcome to the Wad Pod. Join me as I sit down with CrossFitters, fitness experts, top coaches, professional athletes, and other well-known gym goers to listen to their journey through fitness. Episode ten is a big one, mainly because he's a six foot five ex sprinter, ex England basketballer who's now playing second row for Rotherham Titans. I sat down with John Okafor to discuss his rugby career so far the reality about pro and semi-pro rugby, and his time on the ITV show Ready to Mingle. Right, John, welcome to the Wad Pod. We are now halfway through Series 1. We're on episode number 10. Wheel ups. Hello, guys. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased to be here. Long time no see. What a good way to catch up. You know, we're, yeah. we're going to catch up every bit, but we can do it over a podcast. So <laughs> probably won't mention everything, but no, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, this he- this uh, episode is going to be heavily featuring rugby, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but before we come on to your rugby career, let's go back into like your personal life. Where did you grow up? Yeah. What school were you at? Things like that. Perfect. Give me a little rundown. I'll I'll keep this brief, and you can just choose which bits you want to touch up on. So, uh, I grew up in London, Clapham, and I lived there all the way up until I was sixteen. Picked up rugby when I was around. 13, 14, at that time I was, I was like a tri-sport, quad-sport athlete. So I've always done sports. So I've been in the football academy, done athletics at a county district level, done tennis to a county level and played basketball for England. So I was a really sporty kid growing up and I always knew I was going to be involved in sport. Like you just know, like, like sports for me. And rugby really just sort of took off in my mid-teens, Joined like joined an academy, got offered a rugby scholarship to go to Wellington College, which is a private boarding school, and it was a completely fantastic experience. There for two years, sat my A levels, and when I finished, got offered a full time contract at Harlequins. Did that for a year, and it's a classic story of uh, tore league tore my knee ligament. Uh, did my MCL about four weeks after making my first team debut. So I played for the first team and like I'm on top of the mountain and like I still remember the day till like to a T. Like it's a mo- it's one of the moments in your life you can you never you're never gonna forget. Like I'm gonna be ninety and I can remember it like it happened yesterday. And honestly, I was on top of the world. Then I was getting ready for a reserve team game. Get dropped in a lineout. Turn my MCL keeps me out for about three and a half months. And during my injury period, they told me. I'm not getting a contract renewal. Then I sort of reassessed my options. I was 19 at the time. And it was a bit like, my agent was like, you know, I've got a couple of opportunities. This uni wants to give you a full scholarship. And I was like, you know what? At some point, I'm going to have to sort of have a second career. I'm not an idiot. Why not take the free degree whilst I'm sort of finding my rugby feet again and play at a real high level and get myself out there? which I did, um, done economics and finance at Leeds Beckett, graduated, and now I play semi-professionally in the national leagues, and I'm uh, enjoying life. Life's good And to me. podcast over. And podcast <laughs> over. <That's it. laughs> I'm joking. Have you always been a, a unit? So, <clears throat> when I was younger, because I did like 
football, basketball, tennis and athletics. I was quite slim. I was tall. When you said basketball, I thought, I mean, first of all, I gave you a jersey and it just happened to be <laughs> a basketball, <laughs> basketball yeah. jersey. But I mean, yeah. So when you said basketball, you obviously can always been tall. Yeah. So I've always been tall, but I was always slim. And so I was into football, basketball, tennis. So you've got to be quite agile. So I had like, I was an athletic kid, but I was a bit of a bean, beanstalk. I think most, yeah, yeah, yeah. most kids are who are tall. Then when I got into rugby and especially when I sort of went into boarding school where I was getting proper training in the gym and getting really good nutrition. I was really fortunate that, you know, they had really good catering there for me. All of a sudden, 15, 16, 17, 18, puberty hit me as yeah. like steroids, basically. I always say that and I just, just blew, up. blew up. And over, I can remember over a three year period, like my whole body composition had changed. I had broad shoulders. My voice got deeper. My, I was stronger in the gym. I can sort of remember when I was I was benching a hundred reps, a um, hundred kilos on the bench for reps fairly comfortably, and it was just wow. Like what the hell's going on? I mean, on? that's ideal for rugby. Yeah, like, all that. Yeah, size, strength. That's what you want. So yeah, that's probably why rugby suited you at that age. Yeah, know? and I'm surprised that deck chair's not broken. To <laughs> <laughs> How much are you weighing? I'm sitting around 117 kilos, so 17, 18 stone. Yeah, nice. And yeah, my playing weight when I'm like properly like playing, playing because we're just coming up back to the end of preseason. I probably get that. I usually play around between 112 to 115. So there's a mini cut yeah. on the horizon. And so you said you went to, you went to Leeds Uni. Yeah. You still in Leeds now? Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't let <laughs> Yorkshire go as a son from the southerner. <laughs> And yeah, you just kind of, one year becomes three, three becomes five very quickly. And before you know it, it's like, I'm settled here. Doesn't mean I can't see myself moving, but it's going to take something special to get me out of here. Like, Yorkshire's great. Yorkshire's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least someone, I mean, most people from London say it's shit. So. No, no, no. Like You've got to live here for a bit. To yeah, exactly. It. Like, I, like when I came up from London, I was just like, oh, what's going on, man? Yorkshire. <laughs> Everyone's all northerners. But as you settle in, it's like, actually, like... Quite good. Yeah, good Yorkshire track. people are nicer than yeah. Londoners. And career-wise, what have you yeah. done? So since Harlequins, obviously, you've, you took the scholarship at Leeds. Yeah. Since Leeds, since you finished uni, yeah, talk me through your career. Yeah, what, so what you've been doing? Finished uni, and the full time deal that I thought I was gonna get didn't materialize. Probably get into it. Probably took some bad advice, got screwed over, and sort of like some key times, and end up going sort of part time in the national leagues, and also like juggle a nine to five working recruitment. Who doesn't these days? Yep. And it's been sort of juggling that with my sort of aspirations to play at a high level that I know I can and I want to. So it's a bit like I know I'm good enough for to play up and be a full-time rugby player, but it's more of like I'm going to have to go around the long way sort yep. of thing. So, yeah. There's always that risk, isn't there? Well, there's always that, first of all, there's that big like category of people that are semi-pro, still working, yeah, still haven't made it as pro, but are in that limbo. Yeah. You're, you're like, I'm close to going pro, but I still have to have a career in case I'm not. Yeah. It's like a real, you're on the edge. Yeah. And there's a book, I can't really remember, I can't remember the player that talks about it, and it's called Fringe. 
and it really explores the sort of idea of being a you're not an out and out 50 cap England international and like you're just constantly fighting for contracts you don't really know if I'm going to get a contract renewal next year and you just got a crop of players who are just in this weird purgatory zone of part time wanting to play higher but for whatever reason they, they're waiting for their opportunity so they're like having a full-time job alongside it. And you've got to be dedicated to your craft to do that. And it's a testament more to those players because you're taking a massive gamble and at any moment you can get that call and all of a sudden a premiership club, you might live in, I can only speak for myself, but you might live in Leeds, a premiership club in Gloucester is calling you and they're saying, yeah, they want to give you a two-year deal. Are you really, are you ready to sort of put your life on hold that you've been building in the north up sticks up yeah. sticks what are you then sacrificing relationship yeah. friends friends and all that is going out the window exactly and it's something that has taken a massive toll on my sort of personal life because I invest so much time into my rugby that sort of relationships romantically platonic whatever has taken a big hit really yeah and yeah are you ready to sort of up sticks and leave everything behind and it's, it's if you've got wife kids long term partner it's not that easy as just, right, we're going to yep. Gloucester tomorrow. I was on holiday in Marbella and I was by the pool and I was chatting to Finn Russell. Yeah. And he was saying he's just left Racing 92 in Paris. Yeah. And they've gone back to Bath. But he said, trying to get my wife, who's French, or she was, I think she's like, I don't know, half English. Yeah. Maybe like Scottish or French. I don't know. But he was like trying to convince her to leave their life in Paris to go to Bath was like, not fun not easy so you've got all that so at at any stage you can just go right you you move country yeah and like Finn Russell is a bloke who gets he's going to get paid a million quid a season for two seasons in Bath and he's still having that conversation so imagine when you're trying to convince your girlfriend of a year yeah to to, 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 to relocate yeah Yeah. and like what how much are you going to get paid like I don't know like 60 grand it's like (laughs) she's going to look at you like what we have a life here (laughs) yeah so it's even harder Rugby versus football. So, <laughs> yeah, like we were we were chatting off camera, but we we're saying like football makes it so much harder for every other sport because yeah. people get the perception that a footballer could play at League Two or Conference and still get paid a good salary. Yeah, any other sport, unless you are at the top of your game in the top league you're going to have to have another job. Yeah. And rugby is f- falling into the trap of trying to be like football. You probably hear all the teams have just sort of like gone bust in the last like 12 months because they're living beyond their means. They think they think they're footballers. Rugby players want the big con- contracts. So you've got this weird like fight where like the clubs really shouldn't be playing, paying the players how much they, they want. Are. Yeah. But like the players are putting their bodies on the line and they're going to wear the scars for the next 40 years. Yep. So they want as much money as possible. And I think that the media's done like a really nasty job of like painting professional sports like football. Yep. Football's the exception, not the rule. Like premiership all the way to like conference boys are on like big bucks. Going from full-time rugby to part-time where you find you have to find a job, a new house. It is it's yeah, it's completely different. Completely different. Yep. This podcast is we've got a spon- new sponsor built yeah. built for athletes. I don't, I showed. Have you seen them? 
the, the gym bags no go on let's okay. have a look so first of all what's your current brand of gym bag I just have my rugby clubs bag and I, that's my all in one sports gym everything so I don't have a out and out gym bag okay so built for athletes they're like the most ultimate gym bag right. so it's like I don't know they just they have everything I'll put a um, on YouTube if you're on Spotify on YouTube I'm going to be putting up a little image or like a little thing of the bags showing you what everything they've got this is the older version in the camo but it's like pretty massive and epic and that is a practical bag it's pretty good that is a very, very it's now your bag John by the way because you can't have a shitty gym you can't not have a gym bag <laughs> nah, I don't, yeah, when on. you do when you bench 100 kilo for reps you need, <laughs> you need a decent gym bag um, perfect but yeah so this is going to be a reel on Instagram this is now going to be a built for athletes giveaway so people can also win one of these. Perfect. All they're doing is they're liking, commenting, someone that would also like this bag. I'm going to pick some winners. Okay. So yeah, just tag some mates uh, in the giveaway and then we'll, go, we'll pick one out. Um, and they'll win the brand new Pro Series bag. So this is the, you've got, you've got like, got sec, like second hand goods. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, got like the 22 plate and the yeah, 23 yeah, yeah. plates coming out. <laughs> Still better than nothing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to talk about John's TV fame now. Oh, God. <laughs> I get this every time. I've had this in so many places. Ready to mingle. Okay. What do you want to know? I'll Did you enjoy you. the show? Yes. I think... I look back at it. God, when was that? Two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah, two summers ago. And I will keep saying this. As an experience, I wouldn't change it for what it was. Just what you learn about yourself, high-pressure environment, your cameras on 24 hours a day, lights are bright, national television, nine o'clock ITV, you know, doesn't get any more high pressure than that really for most people. And I, yeah, I, for what it was, it's an experience I wouldn't change. What was the best thing about the show? The best thing about the show. What's your best memory of the show? Like- Do you know what my best ne- memory was? Was I had all my friends from all over the country, basically, come to my flat. I had a massive flat party, 40 deep. And it was just crazy just to see the amount of love and support people had. Is that after the show, you mean? After the show. So, like, that was my best thing. It's after the show. Like, that was for me. But still part of it, wasn't part it? Part of yeah, the yeah. show. That sort of, I, I bracket in that sort of general yeah, experience. Yeah. And just to have so many people just show out for me yep. like that. Do you not think that's because they were like, John's getting famous, we want to get some free... <laughs> no, you say that, free, like, the, the, you can think about it one of two ways. Like, the pessimist in me is like, well, what, this is a sort of cloud thing. But to get people just to travel... Yeah, like, it's still where, cool. It's still cool. It's yeah. like, for whatever it was, 15 minutes of fame or whatever it was, it was just like, yeah, it's just good. You just don't really know how many people are actually rooting for you until, you know, yeah, something's until happening. Until you turn up and see them all. Yeah. Did you think, was the show as you expected? No, I think every time, I think when people say this, Love Islands or and everyone that's done reality TV in the past, is, well, TV isn't scripted, it isn't, but they would prompt conversation. They'd be like, oh, what did you think about that? I think you should go over and say that. So they wouldn't tell you what to say, but they would encourage certain conversations. I suppose if you're like a director, though, you're, you're, you know what's going to make good TV. Yeah, absolutely. So all they're doing is they're just trying to, 
create the either most dramatic scenario or yeah. which I guess I can't. I think I'd probably expect that. You expect anyway. it, yeah. You'd expect it, but I think once you're in there and you understand it and you're living it, you're like, okay, so this is and it, this is how like Love Island works, and it completely yeah. like changed my perception of how I see reality TV yeah. or just TV in general. So now when you watch a reality TV show, you're just like, he won't have thought that. Yeah, that's been that's been pushed into his yeah, mind by a I can director. sort of like pick out which, which bits, bits have are, been encouraged straight away. I can tell you that like, straight yeah. away. Yeah. Or they've been repeated again and or it, just, just say it differently. Yeah, say it exactly. This, yeah. You can tell straight away now. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like a six, seven, like, yep, that's, that's director, that's director influence chat. Would you go on another reality TV show again? Reality TV show, no, but I did turn down an opportunity to go on Gladiators. No. Earlier, the, earlier this year, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And Do you regret that? No, but... Ne- next, you've got to get on the next series, I mean, please. Like, I, it's, it's out in September. It's out next month, actually, depending on when this podcast comes out. So it could be out now. And uh, I'm definitely going to have a watch and keep put one out, I think. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be on BBC at, like, on Saturday you, night. You've got to do it next yeah, series. I've, I've got the... I've still got the uh, producer's number so i'll watch the first episode if it's like if you if you choose not to do it next year you're gonna give me, me the number <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i put a fake post out i did like a troll yeah post. Seen that. speed the gladiator speedy cd but yeah. anyway it will uh yeah if you choose not to do it i'm, I'm in yeah. <laughs> right let's talk rugby so um you discussed like you mentioned what sports you played prior to rugby when you played rugby at what 13 13 14 yeah Yeah. and then was that school rugby full school yeah yeah and when you first played it were you like instantly in love with it or did it take a while for you to think this is maybe it's just another sport to me i just love sport yep and it was different just sort of playing a contact sport like football's a contact sport but no one not a contact sport when you compare it to rugby and it wasn't necessarily me that needed convincing. It was my parents. Right. Because, like, they don't really... I come from a background where, like, rugby just wasn't really a thing. And they're like, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get injured. This, that, the third. And I remember, like, my first school game, I'd been training for about three weeks. And the PE teacher was like, you're pretty good, relatively speaking, for someone. And I, I pick up sport quite quickly. Yeah. And they gave me the permission slip. I don't know if they still do that at schools. To take to my parents to go and sign. My dad was like, you're not playing, you're not playing. I was like, all right. Like, I wasn't really that arsed in the end. And I went to the PE teacher, said, oh, my dad can't go. And my PE teacher called my dad and said, your son's really good. Like, trust me, he's not going to get injured. It's whatever. End up going. And I had to borrow my PE teacher's um, football boots <laughs> to play my first game of rugby. I always I always remember Mr. Yeah. Henry, man. He's, he was a cool guy. And he lent you his boots. He like lent that's me his boots. that's yeah. like dedication yeah. there. Yeah. Irish bloke, man. Also, yeah. just just processing that. That means a fully grown man lent a thirteen year old. Yeah, <laughs> that's how big your feet were. At I was 13. size eleven. I was size eleven <laughs> at the time. <laughs> okay, and what was your like first really good memory of school of like school rugby? My first good memory of school rugby was like when did you think? Okay, shit, I'm good at this. Like first game or first game, yeah, I scored my first game, but it was probably when I started 
playing county level, my first county game, and that's when the Harlequin scouts were there. Then they came over, tapped me on the shoulder, and we had a chat. And we said, look, you've got, you've got something here. Yep. We want to work with you. Like, you're raw, but you've got stuff that we can't teach. You know, you're quick. Yep. You, you know, you're aggressive. You move quickly. All that sort of stuff. So that was when I knew, okay, I've got, I've got, I've got something here. Did you, <clears throat> did you always play in the forwards? Um, I started off in the centres, then number eight, then second row back row. So I've played backs and forwards. Because when we did that sprint challenge, I didn't think you'd be as quick as you were. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're a second row. Like, I've, all, I've, all, <laughs> I've always got a second row. Yeah, and everyone then I was says like, that. Oh. Everybody says that. Then I get going, it's like, Oh, he's a centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell. That's, that's my sprinting background. Yeah. yeah, I used to do, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, so you did sprinting. Yeah, uh, one athletics. and two. Yeah, one yep. and 200 metres and triple jump. So, but that comes in quite good in a game of rugby. Like, yes, yeah. when you catch it in, in the line out and you break through, boom, you're through. I'm off, I'm off, yeah. What was your most m- memorable try to date? Oh, my most memorable try. Okay, so, Varsity, scoring against Leeds Uni, 12,000 people running for about 40 metres. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That was sick. Was it but a breakthrough or was it, was it just handy? break. Oh, nice. Clean, like full sprint. I still have that video somewhere on my phone. And that's when you've got the whole crowd whole as well. Whole crowd going nuts. It's a full like 12 seconds of Wave sprint. of noise. Yeah. And like it's correct. Honestly, it's one of them things you just, again, I will never not forget that yeah, yeah. there's just no way I'm going to forget that like that's a double neck yeah that's a double negative no there's no, <laughs> way, you're, there's no yeah. you're not forgetting that I'm never forgetting <laughs> that not a chance and goals for this season goals for this season or next season where are we at that we're about to start the okay. season we're about to start the season so this season oh, in fact run through where you're playing um, Rotherham Titan so South Yorkshire I do not live in Rotherham fortunately <laughs> unfortunately no disrespect to Rotherham but yeah, you're Leeds. living in Leeds living in Leeds and goals we've got, we're trying to get promoted the team's gone we were like they've gone heavy in the sort of win now mentality they want to get promoted they've brought me in to sort of help them on that journey so we're trying to get promoted and yeah I think that'd be, you, that'd be it same no is it league below Leeds Tykes same league same league as Leeds Tykes yeah. so you'll play because you yeah. were at Leeds Tykes yeah, so you're going to play them yeah we play them 29th of November, first game. Yeah. First game as well? Yeah. For, um, first, that'd be like the first meeting. That's the ah, first. okay. The first time you, yeah, you'll the, play them. First, yeah, 29. Um, it's away at my former club's gaff. So it should be, it'll be interesting, interesting to see what sort of reception I get. I'll be good. I might come watch actually. Yeah, it should come down though. Be, it's 29th, 29th of November? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm coming actually. It's going to be fun. I hope you don't lose like... No, 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 no. That'll be painful, but... We'll get for beers after. Um, what do you think? What do you think it takes to go from being semi-pro to pro? I think you gotta you gotta back yourself, and you're gonna have to bet on yourself. That's the toughest thing, and you gotta remain strict on what you want to do. I think once you've transitioned out of being full time, I was quite fortunate. I was in a uni environment that ran like a full-time setup, so it kept me fairly strict and disciplined. Yep. Now I've transitioned into a young professional environment on top of trying to do the sport. It's still having, you've got to still have that ability to say no to midweek beers, yep. 
still hit your gym, yep. still go for that run after work. That's the tough bit. That's when you really know yep. how hungry you really are. So it is, you gotta stay, it's a cliche. You have to stay dedicated to your craft even whilst you're sort of doing that nine to five. Are you saying you're, you're sticking to that? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm still, be- I've got a, I've yeah. got a bet on myself. Yeah, uh, 100%. Like, it's one life, if, yep. if not, what are you meant to do? Yeah, and to how much luck would you say is involved to go pro? I think the last... There, ha- there has to be some. Yeah. Because you could, you could have 10 rugby players, all the same standard. Someone just gets that break Yeah. at that time. And I think the last 18 months have shown me how much luck you need. Took some bad advice when I was speaking to premiership championship clubs when I was finishing uni. Yeah. And in hindsight, knowing what I know now and the mentality I have now, I kind of should have just told them to do one (laughs) and done what I thought was best for myself. Yeah. But I suppose that's, if you, if that hadn't happened, if that happens again and you get opportunity, you're doing it. Yeah. So you, you, I guess you just learn from these things. You learn you, from these things. You I was, just move forward. Yeah, I was doing nice guy, professional, professional, and kind of bit me on the, bit me on the ass in the end. Yeah. So, so my biggest advice: do what you need to do to get to the end destination. Yeah. Be more selfish, probably. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not pretty. Sometimes it won't be pretty. You can't. You can't please everybody. Yeah. Um, currently, are you getting bigger or leaner or? I kind of want to stay Ma- like, lean to maintain. Actually, so you're maintaining. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got, I've got no. I guess with rugby, it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah, it's just you want to find that balance of yeah, you want to be as quick as possible, but also biggest hit, powerful. Hit when I tackle yeah. someone, it wants to hurt. Yeah, and there's also a part of me that kind of wants to stay kind of aesthetic. Like, yeah, see, there is that as well. Yeah, like I'm a tall guy. I've got broad shoulders and narrowish hips speak relatively speaking so <laughs> i want to keep that sort of tape i've got going on because it's good it's i good. do i do look at some of the england forwards and think are you really a professional rugby player like <laughs> yeah that's the thing like, to the casualty yeah what? you wouldn't know <laughs> you think like what you know how much are you eating and drinking and not going to the gym to yeah be out of shape or so yeah. out of shape i get when you're a prop it, it's, it's part different. of that role yeah. because you're literally scrummaging and you need the weight behind you. Yeah. But. It's different. I think what makes fitness, especially, you know, when we talk about CrossFit and performance sports, you just have to be good for your sport. Yeah. Even though you don't look good, like look at that. Tom Brady's a perfect example of that. He can't run. He couldn't run to save his life. But when it comes to performance, he was built to throw that yep. American football 80, 80 yards. He can he can throw a ball no in places people can't even imagine. Yeah, and I'll be the same for a rugby player. They can generate levels of power that I don't know a bodybuilder just couldn't just do. Couldn't do. Like, relatively yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking, yeah, yeah, you're right. And talk me through your like before a game, night before. What do you have any like rituals of like what you do? If you're like, night if you know it's ga- game. game day, is it like? Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite laid back until about two hours before the game. On the morning. On the morning before the game, or kind of w- would try and stay away from sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be an surreal. <laughs> yeah, I would try and stay. Um, but you don't do a very good job. No, I, I, I had a girlfriend <laughs> at the time, and what you're like? It's game day tomorrow. Yeah, oh, shit. Day, and like 
that went out the window with her when I scored the next game. I was like, right, this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but all that time you'd been not you'd been like not having sex and you were like, he's helping me. And then yeah. you go and have sex and, and score, score and think, <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. This is just me. <laughs> fuck this. Um but what do you eat on the morning of game day? Morning. What's I'm your like, like breakfast? High carbs, man. I go with sort of high carbs, good fats. Um, one thing for me is I hate feeling bloated or full during sports. I can't, yep. I can't do it. Some people need a big, some people like a big meal before games. Honestly, I like to feel not empty, but I like to feel light. My personal preference is that yep. I like to feel light. I, want, I like to feel like I can move. Especially if you're going to catch the ball and sprint yeah, you just don't want like, to be full do you yeah like, like I don't want really you know when you get like that sort of reflux where you can like taste yep. your breakfast I don't want none of that yeah. I hate that so in the previous episode a guy called Cam you actually watched it, the hot tub episode yes I did so he asked so I asked him for a question off camera to ask the next guest which is you and he said what did you have for tea last night what did I have for tea <laughs> Oh my god, this is gonna sound terrible, but it's quite, what, so it was last night's meal weird. No, I had a takeaway because I, <laughs> I got back from Guernsey. Now, in these contexts, because I had a pre season game in Guernsey over the weekend, and I got back and all the shops were closed, and I spent the whole of Sunday traveling, so I barely. And I was like, I have room in my calorie count for this takeaway. What was it? I had a chicken burger and chips, and a fizzy drink nice full full fat full fat coke <laughs> no yeah so yeah. no no I had a Rubicon mango oh, okay I had a Rubicon mango and and chicken and, and I was just like right I have room in my calorie count to eat this I wouldn't eat this but it's Sunday and it's, after, it's after a game as well after a game yeah I, allow it yeah I can allow it. this is not my regular day to day meal so yeah <laughs> I see you on a good day then. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to finish with some rapid fire questions. All right. Favorite brand of boots? Nike. No, I'm lying. I did that. I did that. I'm lying. I'm lying. I did Where did Nike come from? I would have said Nike as well. Yeah, but. I know because I grew up as a kid like liking Nike boots, but Adidas boots are really cool. And that's what you're playing? Yeah. What's your. Biggest win margin in a game? 80 odd points. Against? Cardiff Uni. Nice. We don't like the Welsh. Don't nah. like the Welsh. Respectfully, we don't. What's your Nando's order? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I want to get this right. So, Stara is halloumi sticks and dips, four wings. Then I'm getting Prairie Tamer, four chicken fries. What spice? Prairie Tamer. That's like Nanda's barbecue. Ah, okay. And Prairie Salt Chips Castle. Nice. Pretty similar, actually. Uh, what's the best gym you've been to in the UK? Oh, Ultraflex. The Ultraflexes. Off the Any shop. of them? The Ultraflexes. If you're ever They're in the so north. so good, aren't they? Yeah, if you're ever in the north and you've got some time to gym, just find an ultra, the nearest Ultraflex to you. And the just, new one, North Eads. Um, really, it's really good. It's got like... Ice bath. Yeah, it's, it's sauna, crazy. It's absolutely... Barbers. Good. Yeah, that geezer, like, he opened, I think he opened the first one in, like... I think the first one was opening Leeds. The Farley one. Farley one. Yeah. And 
Yeah, he's absolutely killing it. He's, I think the next, they're trying to get into Manchester and they, the influencers in Manchester are going to love them. Yep. What's the best country you've been to? Morocco. Nice. Went to Marrakesh. Really good. Really, really good. Favourite genre of music? Ooh, rap. But I'm really, I'm flexible. I'm so, so pre-game. Pre-game. Okay, you're in the changing be, room. It's got to be rap. i got to get, i got to get the hype, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the best podcast you've been on? Oh, the Word Pod. Yes, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and one thing that people won't know about you that's weird or interesting. One thing, oh, this is so, uh, it's between I'm left-handed and I can't swim. <laughs> yeah, it'd be one of those two. Yeah. You're left-handed? Yeah, I'm Does left-handed. that mean you kick? Kick left. Of course, right, yeah, left. we did the kicking challenge. The whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The whole thing, I'm, I'm left-side dominant. I, yeah, can't write, can't kick, cannot do anything on the right. Apart from use normal right-handed scissors, because, yeah. <laughs> and I can pass me off my, off my right hand as well, but... Better or worse? Better, because I was taught to pass off my right first, because everyone else... So you kick off your left and pass off your right? Yeah, better, That's yeah. pretty weird. Yeah, yeah because... That, every, that's, yeah, cause that's when the one. You, yeah, when you're growing up, you're just taught how to pass off your and right. And that's how it is. That's how it is, yeah. Where can people find you? Social media? Uh, John Okafor, underscore, underscore on X as well it's not called Twitter anymore oh yeah you call it X Elon Musk crazy. you on um, threads I am not on threads I so just, Insta and Insta X and X both both John Lockerville underscore underscore and if you want to go back and watch some of John on Ready to Mingle feel it, free ITVX.com yeah <laughs> the box set is still there if you want to see what I'm like um, on grafting camera, on camera grafting, grafting, grafting on girls grafting on girls yeah very good cool that wraps up the episode I'm going to ask you for your question for the next guest off air. But yeah, thanks for joining me. Perfect. Wrap it up there. How (laughs) how long was that? Uh, 33 minutes. Boom. Yeah, we're good, aren't we? I hope you enjoyed that episode and a huge thank you for listening. Make sure you're following the pod on Instagram at the.wad.pod. Our Twitter at the underscore wad underscore pod. The podcast is sponsored by Wad Powders. That's at Wad Powders on Instagram. Please show some support to the pod by either sharing this episode with a mate or buying some supplements from wadpowders.co.uk. See you guys next week.